Hello, George. Hello. Hi, how are you doing, man? <laughs> hey, I'm good. What, what's got you laughing? <laughs> oh, just a funny ringtone that I've got. Um, uh, because we're in different countries, sometimes it rings funny. Yeah, that's true. Um, hi, George. Welcome to the podcast. Thank um, you. It's so nice and warm in here. Thank you for having me. I my because we're obviously recording in different places, different countries. Um, I'm I was sli- just trying to be cute. No, I know. Oh, sorry. No, I know, George. But you know, sorry. I have very little time for that. Okay. But my okay. the room I'm oh. in. <laughs> the room I'm in is warm, but there's a big old windy storm outside. But I think, I think. The recording should be okay. Um, That's exciting. I know. Any listeners out there, uh, if you hear the wind, it's a Halloween special and it's a ghost. And that's me being cute. So I do have time for it and I can, I'm good at it as well. Yeah, you are, man. And you should do it more. That's what I've been trying to say to you. Be more cute. You do keep be saying more that to cute. me. You're so good at it when you do it. Yeah, it doesn't feel great though because it's always got that little tag on at the end when you do it <laughs> yeah, yeah you're really cute when you try to be which you never fucking do <laughs> yeah. no ollie i think you're cutest when you don't even know you're doing it oh thanks george <laughs> thank you man that i had a such a great great morning today okay do you know why um i do not because technically this is blue monday this is supposed to be the most uh, depressing day of the year is it really? Yeah. You've bucked the oh, trend. Oh, well. Oh, God, maybe it's going to hit me double hard next week. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have a deficit. Um, no, well, I woke up and um, I had to get over to West London for about 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So my alarm went off at about 6 o'clock. The sun still wasn't up and I was a bit ooh, groggy, but I got up and uh, I just opened my phone after I'd been a while a second and um, I realised, what's this? Oh, a new episode of Phone a Friend. And oh. I thought, yeah, and I thought to myself, will I listen to it? Having yeah. already listened to it f- to check for edits? Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course I will. Oh, yeah. So, so you had a, a brand new episode of our podcast for your commute. Yeah, so I walked down to the train station, and this is how good a mood I was in. I watched my train leave before I got there <laughs> and had to wait on a wet platform for half an hour till the next train. <laughs> <laughs> but you just but shrugged I didn't, it off. I didn't grumble or fuss once because I enjoyed listening to you and our emails from the listeners so much. I just thought, what a time to be alive! Well, you see, that's the that's what everyone's saying about our podcast. Um, it has the ability to make any day better. Uh, it's proven. That's medical science. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, and so you have experienced what the average listener will experience every Monday. Which I'm average. Is a, a feeling. Yeah, your average is. I'm average. Right? Yeah. You're, you're basic. I'm so basic. You're basic as. Uh, how, I'm glad to hear that you've had a good morning because uh, you've had a bit of a. Bit of a time of it this week, have you not? Yes, yeah, but I think that um, is a big part of why I felt so good today. So, do you remember when we were recording last week, I said how I could feel something coming on and maybe I wasn't going to be so well? Yes. Um, That's a Monday night. Um, Well, firstly, I drove to a friend's house that lives around the corner to upload my my side (laughs) of the podcast and... um, a mixture of their Wi-Fi and WeTransfer and the size of the files meant that it took three hours of their Monday <laughs> evening. <laughs> and it was so I kept apologising profusely. I'm so I am ever so sorry for doing this. I honestly I thought it would take five minutes. <laughs> three hours, man. When are you gonna get your own internet connection? Oh, I'm not I'm not that fast. I don't know. I will get at some point, but Yeah, you you're not that fast, but your friend who you have to go and, and... <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm sure that oh, this no, Monday the same that. thing's going to happen. No, I'm going to go to my dad's tonight and okay. hope that he's um, paying for top-notch Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's all beside the point. I got home that night and uh, made a bit of dinner and um, got into bed mm-hmm. and just felt a bit like... Mm, a bit run down, but just a bit. I was quite snuggly in bed and didn't really mind too much. I was like, oh, I'm just quite. I'm happy here. Yeah. And then, um, 
And then 2am, I woke up, and I apologise if this is too much information for any listeners. Uh, uh, but George, I was... let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, well, that's, like... that, I've burnt that bridge already. <laughs> yeah. Well, I woke up at 2am, and I'd put pyjamas on, because as I said, I was being cute and snuggly. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and you could wring my pyjamas with sweat. Um, th- they were so- soaked through. My whole body was rigid. I couldn't move. Mm. And so although I was sweating, I was f- bone cold. And I was going, <laughs> che- teeth were chattering. And um, I just, what did I, what could I do? I just threw my hands up and said, you got me. Mm-hmm. I, I've, you've been you've been on my tail for many a week, and you finally got me. Yeah, because you've been sort of ducking and and at the last second been able to avoid this creeping cold yeah. for for a while now. Um, yeah. But so I imagine there's been a lot of time in bed this week. There's been a lot of lemsip. Um, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was I was just in bed. My mum came round, bless her, to look after me on Wednesday and. Thursday and bought some bedding for me to change and stuff um and then Friday I went out for a little stroll on Thursday kind of 10 minutes 15 minutes to get some fresh air and then Friday huh I'm not (laughs) feeling a hundred percent but I'm certainly not feeling minus five (laughs) percent and so an improvement yeah it's an improvement and so I've been you know Friday Saturday Sunday I was out and about and just Spent some time with friends, which was lovely, and that's, yeah, that's excellent. Um, but I do want to bring something to your attention. Mm. So, listeners may not know this, but you're obsessed with the Tudor age, the time yes. of the Tudors, the Tudor dynasty, which is what sixteenth uh, century in in England. Um, You've already piqued my interest, Ollie. I don't know where this is going. But well, I, I, we, yeah. we have a, a, a recurrent sort of argument where um, you think it would be brilliant to live in that time and I yeah. think it would be terrible. And I just yeah. wanted to talk you through medicine. In <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. Can I just tell you one thing? Uh-huh. Every single time I'm ill, I get such a cosy Tudor feeling of, I think to myself... God, there's a good chance if I was in Tudor, England, I wouldn't survive the night. Okay. It, 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 I'm aware, not yeah. a cosy Tudor feeling, but just more of a like, <laughs> oh my word, think of the hardship of it all. Um, but God, I, I would like to, I imagine you've done a bit of research yeah, into Yeah, I've done this. some research um, into... So, so if someone was showing signs of a flu, what? how would they be? Well, I'll, I'll lead up to the, to the common cold, um, but... Just to begin, there's, there's a few Tudor cures for other common ailments. Um, first one's not so so bad, I don't think. The cure for a headache was to drink medicine made of a mixture of lavender, sage and roses, or mm-hmm. press a hangman's rope to your head, and then that would apparently cure you of the headache. So the... the, the the potion itself, that sounds all right. That sounds like the kind of thing that some people still do in some... Yeah, it's probably quite fashionable. Yeah, it's probably very fashionable, yeah. But um, rheumatism, which I think is like joints, uh, problems with your joints, they treated that by making the patient wear the skin of a donkey. Um, oh. <laughs> and this sort of thing comes up quite a lot. Lots of just like finding animals and trying to use bits of their like piss and shit to make yes. you feel better. Uh, the gout applied to the affected foot, a mixture made out of worms, pigs, marrow, and herbs, all boiled together with a red-haired dog. So you use a yeah. whole dog just to cure yeah. your foot of gout. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure. And then for the common cold, which you've just experienced. Yeah. So if you had had this in in Tudor times and you had... Uh, oh, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't well, have made it through you, the night. If you said to your, uh, your Tudor wife, your beautiful Tudor wife in this... Oh, uh, you're I can see in, her. You're She's at my bedside. I can see her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's on your bedside and you say, oh, fetch the, the, the medicine man. The bedpan. Oh, and oh. the bedpan, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
head to the apothecary and and get me a, a cure for this cold and the the medicine man would have suggested that to cure the common cold you flog the buttocks of a stonemason until they secrete bile <laughs> And, using, and then use this fluid to filter tobacco smoke in a water pipe. So essentially, according to Tudor Medicine, the cure, cure for the bong. common cold is smoking an arse bong, man. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so... well, hold tight. Well, can I tell you a little... Um, uh, what's the word when it's like the origin of sayings? Etymology? Etymology, let's go with that. Well, oh, that's um, the, ori- the origin of, of words, I think. I'm not sure if it's phrases specifically okay well it'll do though yeah it'll do (laughs) um you know the saying hair of the dog yes which we use to say like if you're hung over and you think well hair of the dog is to have another drink of what you drank the (laughs) night before and it it might help clear your head right yes that comes from because in medieval england if you were bitten by a rabies dog that was infected and your, uh, you know, say it got your leg and it started to get all infected, they Mm. would look at the dog that did it and think, well, although it's not well, it's still alive and therefore is obviously handling whatever you've got. And they would genuinely go and get a clump of hair from the dog and rub it in your wound, thinking Mm. that you needed some more of what that dog had to protect you. It just shows that back in the day, in in simpler times, times, yeah, thicker times, like people were more thick, (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah, if you um, could get in a time machine, travel back to to Tudor England, firstly, you're probably not imagining yourself as like scummy peasant, like in your. Oh, I I I am kind of. I I picture myself as. you work the land. Uh, friend of the rich, known to the poor, and I work the land. But I'm kind of I'm welcoming quite a few stately homes due okay. to my kind of quick wit and smile that the um, so ladies like... of the court are, are very um, they're very keen on. So you're you're a bit like um, a jester, but like yeah, because. The jester is is able to sort of be on the periphery of of the court and and can poke little Not jokes. Not quite. Oh, no, because I, I feel as if a jester would be employed by the court. Whereas, whereas you can come I would and go be more, I could sw- Yeah, I'm a very rare case of a kind of working man on the land that also just there's a real soft spot amongst the gentry just because of my um I've got a certain <laughs> twinkle in my eye. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, yeah, if if you were able somehow to manufacture these very specific like conditions under which yeah. you lived in Tudor England, maybe it would be good. But if you'd got this cold, you would have had to smoke the arse bong, which I didn't make up, and then you would have been fucked. Yeah, I do. I think about it regularly, but if ever I'm ill, I think, I wonder what this would have been like. Cause, because also, <laughs> I'm either going to be in London... Or Hartford, both of which would have existed in medieval England. So I can really ah. close my eyes and think, this li- this life could have existed. Well, and um, you've 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 been uh, in the countryside for this last illness, so mm. you've you've had the stillness, and you kind of are living a bit of a medieval existence. You've got no internet, you've got no hob, um, yeah. you're eating cold beans on the daily. But Ollie, but. Yeah. Have have I got a twinkle in my eye? Yeah, you've still got that famous twinkle in your eye, but there's no ladies of the court swanning around. <laughs> so, well, how do you know? How do you know that? I mean, how, how come? Bullsy, of course not. I've been on my own watching Netflix for for a week. <laughs> uh, in fact, I watched that new series called Messiah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you're a fan? Yeah, it's weird, but it's really good. It's... um. The whole premise is is to look into kind of the modern day if there was a second coming of Christ and how our kind of governments and infrastructures would handle that. Um, And so, you know, the CIA CIA get involved. Mm -hmm. Let me guess. They don't like this guy. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of we don't like this guy mixed with a kind of like every now and then a shot of them going like. 
but what if? Yeah. And every, yeah, it's good. I'll check it out. Um, I've, I've got a, a long list of things um, that I need to catch up on because I've exclusively been watching like murder Corey. documentaries oh. and Corey. Yeah, murder documentaries yeah. and Corey. Even though I live in Spain, I, I illegally pirate Corey VPN. every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got an English VPN just to catch up on Corey. Yeah, I refuse to. That's a joke um, if the government's listening. Ollie. Yeah. Um, I feel as if I've run into this week's episode all guns blazing because I just I was very excited to speak to you and um, I've been you know today's the first day I felt partly human again so how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm good today. Uh, been a bit of a a shite week in terms of um, well last week I discussed certain side effects from my medication. Um, that side effect, you'll be happy to hear, has mostly gone away. So no more, um... Uh, liquid assets, no. Um, my yeah. <laughs> my assets have been fully liquidated, uh, and... Oh! Um, but it does mean, um, it's been replaced by just, like, general feeling of bad vibes, but... I'm feeling better today, and I imagine it's gonna uh, improve day um, by day. In, in that, the medication has come with its own kind of wave of depression or anxiety. Yeah, feeling down, no energy, and um, this kind of spacey feeling, um, like I'm dizzy a lot, and so I haven't got very much done. Although, I did. George. Hit me. I ran into one of my exes. No way! My ex-therapist. Oh! <laughs> I ran into my ex-therapist. My and... head was just going like, I d- <laughs> how on earth did that, I didn't think you were going to say therapist, I was like, how did that happen and what was that like? <laughs> That's what I was hoping to do to you, but, yeah. but the real twist of the knife is that, yeah, it's my ex-therapist and I ghosted her I ghosted my therapist I um I just stopped coming and stopped talking to her well that's not quite true she went to Australia for two months and then I just okay, never... I'm building up a bit of a profile here so it's definitely a woman and she ha- oh, she's got reason uh... to travel to Australia from <laughs> Barcelona um yeah okay <laughs> but so I was in a um department store sort of the Spanish equivalent of John Lewis it's called El Corte Inglés El Corte Inglés okay so what does that mean the English court hey oh, like nice. like we want to hang out in in Tudor yeah. times um the door's always open <laughs> well it, in your deluded mind yeah <laughs> I was in this department store and I was looking at toasters and Googling reviews of them on my phone because that's the sort of life I have. And (laughs) (laughs) try and disguise your contempt, please. I I spotted my my ex therapist. Therapist. Um, I nearly got duped again then. Uh, I was like, oh what? (laughs) Wait, so it did happen later? Separately? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I tried to avoid her gaze by staring intently at oh, a gorgeous Russell Hobbs uh, four slicer Ooh, um, yeah. with a sort of retro red like satin finish. Um, but alas, she spotted me, came over to say hello and she asked how I was. And my instinct, because I've only ever spoken to her on the couch, as it were, on the therapist's couch. So when she asked how I was, my instinct was to be like, uh, it's been a tough few weeks. Um, oh, no. and, but luckily I, I stopped myself. I remembered where I was and that it was not yeah. that type of conversation. So there was sort of general small talk where we both avoided the topic of like me just never um, turning up again to see oh, her. Oh, God. Um, and then after the small talk, there was a bit of a lull in the conversation and what I should have done is just said, all right, well, you know, nice to see you. Have a nice day. But for some reason, I thought I had to carry on 
the conversation or fill the silence somehow. So I patted the top of the Russell Hobbs and said, <laughs> I haven't had toast in ages. And she was like smiling and she was like, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I haven't had toaster. I don't have a toaster here in, in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I'm in, on the market for... Did she leave by tapping you on the arm and go, just remember I'm here if you need me, Ollie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she must have thought, because I was like staring really intensely at toasters like looking up at the toaster, then down to my phone, and then up at the toaster, and then I tapped it and talked about toasts. So she must think I've had some kind of break, but like psychotic break. But I haven't. <laughs> I just no. want. I haven't had toast in ages. That's true. And you're gonna remedy that. Yeah, I'm gonna get myself a nice Russell Hobbs jobby. But nice. She... I, do you know what? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I, I was just gonna say I know exactly the model you're talking yeah, about, it, and it's a beauty. And uh, she uh, fucking goes. Oh, have you? I, I haven't actually been able to test drive uh, one myself. I'm hoping to have a go on one this weekend because that Russell Hobbs, it looks the the part, doesn't it? It looks. It's got um, looks the part. That retro sheen, and uh, it comes with a like rack for heating baguettes and like muffins, bagels, stuff like that. Ooh. So I think it's a brilliant choice and Jeez. a great deal. And. That leads me into talk about our sponsor this week, Russell Hobbs. I wish, man. <laughs> like, I wish. God, imagine some of that sweet, toasty bread and oh, moolah. Toast money. Oh, stacks and Making stacks bread. buttery Making toast money. Dough. dough. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I ran into my ex. Therapist. Yeah, that is still funny. And um, apart from that, I've just uh, I've had a, a, a bit like you, I suppose. I've had a lot of time, a lot of downtime, um, because I haven't felt hundred percent. But I'm feeling feeling better this evening. All the better for having spoken to you, my love. Uh, cute oh, and snuggly. Stop it. I refuse. Um, yeah, and I actually. While we're being cute, there is something I wanted to do quickly with you. Because now that we've released the podcast, um, uh, there's lots of people um, on my Instagram who are saying things like, oh, I didn't know you two were friends and things like that. Oh. So I thought just to, you know, a bit of fun um, and just to prove how good of a friend you are, uh, is I've prepared a quick friendship quiz. Oh, what a great friend you are, Ollie. Okay, so it's to just... To put me on the spot like no, this. No, 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 it's just a quick quiz, just to show if you're a fake bitch, a fake friend, okay. or, <laughs> or someone who cares about me. So well, can I just say, I care about you, but it might just be that I don't always listen. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that may be true, but let's... I'm just saying, let's, uh, for the good of the podcast, I hope you do well. And okay. question one, a quick, easy one. I mean, don't even have to think about it. When's my birthday? And this Ooh. one is just so quick, and it's just what I wasn't even going to do this one because you should obviously know you've known me for a decade. Just really quick. Um, Shouldn't be a problem to just say it now, my birthday. No, no, well, I just want to say I don't really even know my. I don't know anyone's birthdays. Um, I want to say yours is a month, but I know that it's wrong. And yours is always... You, no, but you... In my head, you're somebody that has a winter birthday, but you don't. You have a summer birthday. And okay. you are... It's later than mine. You're late in the year. I want to say that your birthday is in July. You don't want to say that, actually. No, no. No, I don't want to say July. I want to say August. No, you, you're actually becoming less and less of a friend the more I you... want to say June. Yes. <laughs> and I want to say the twenty seventh. Oh, twenty sixth. I'll I'll give you that. Ah, Being on. extremely generous. Come on. Someone well, that means that there's. I've actually sent you a birthday card on the twenty seventh of May <laughs> or just whatever, whatever. Or, or July or August or. August. or... Okay, yes, because in my head okay. you're quite a wintry, blustery kind of character, but actually you're a summer birthday. <laughs> Yeah, I don't scream sunshine. I'll give you that. But okay, number two. 
Which Hogwarts house would I be in? What, in my opinion? Well, there's a correct answer, obviously. Uh, Gryffindor. No. Oh, okay, and... sorry, I thought you that's what you wanted. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, George Gryffindor's for fucking show off. Okay, in which case, you're, you're Ravenclaw. Of course I am. Okay, thank okay. you very much. Which emoji best represents me? In my opinion? Again, there is definitely a correct answer. It should be obvious to you. Okay, is the correct answer, because you're in Spain, it's the um, flamenco dancer? No, I like that, but it's the lollipop because I'm so sweet. Oh, yeah, no, sorry, I did know that. Okay, when's the last time I felt relaxed? Oh, God, I think that was before I met you, Ollie. Yeah, 2005, so I'll give you that <laughs> yeah. one. And yeah. what is my greatest fear? Um, For real? Yeah. Um, being on public transport and it's stopping before the platform you're aiming for. No, it's fake friends. Oh, um, so... no! <laughs> <laughs> no, you did all right. You did all right. You, your answer to the greatest fear, you, you're not far off. It's probably just being trapped in, in general. Yeah. Um, so that means... I mean, I basically gave you all of them, so I guess you get four marks and we can carry on being friends. Oh, wicked. Thank you, man. Um, I would also like to say that today marks the second week of me coming to this podcast with very little experience, like very little of my own experiences this week involving my mental health. I've been... um, They always say that with repetitive thoughts intrusive thoughts you should watch out when you're run down or under the weather um because they can be exasperated didn't seem to happen i don't know mm-hmm. if i was just in such a world of bog brain that i you know just <laughs> having any thought let alone a repetitive one was out of the question um but i think i think that just because you haven't had um a bad weak in terms of your uh, mental health that doesn't mean like that in itself is an is an experience if you know what I mean because yeah I I think more that when we first started this I the the way I imagined the show was me being able to bring to the table each week an experience of mine that might shine a light on a situation for, for listeners but I've I've been I'm trying to, and I know this isn't healthy, I'm trying to put my finger on what's, you know, what it is that's meant that I'm in a good place. And I don't, you know, it could be so many things, you know. I mean, uh, I wonder if you're, um, you've got sort of, you're in one place for an extended period of time, which you usually are not. Um, so you're seeing your family and friends frequently, I imagine. There's that. There's also, there's a distance from the last record and it feels like every day that you're not promoting something, um, Apart from you're less and less brilliant new uh, other than, yeah, brilliant new podcast. You're less and less in the kind of public conscience, if that makes sense. And then I don't know, that helps me relax because I don't feel as if I'm, you're not obsessing over <clears throat> if, uh, you know, someone's talking about you on a certain radio show or whatever. You don't have to think about... It's not so much that. It's more like being out and about in public transport and oh, you know, out going to get bits. You're kind of people, they're not tuned in to you, if that makes sense. Um, yes. Which is still I... something that I'm, you know, I'm, I try and do my best with that, but I'm still not very good at it. I think you've you've said to me before that, that like uh, people might be surprised how quickly like like when you're out and about promoting something or an album's come out or you're touring obviously you're in people's faces a lot more yeah and then when you're not that fades quicker than people might think as in the yes. amount that you're being 
uh, stopped in the street or stared at or whatever. Will, will oh, it's like down. honestly, it's night and day. I can't. It's it sounds so. I don't think people would believe you when you say it, but it's when you're in the height of a campaign and promoting something. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost as if people are you're just in their subconscious more or something. Yeah. And once that's if it's not regularly there, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I get. Um, Although on um, Sunday I was out for a walk with two friends and my mum and my mum's dog and this very sweet couple stopped me and asked for a picture and um, they said we had Hold My Girl for our first dance. Oh. And I know, and I said, oh. I you said, I oh. Wasn't a, yeah, <laughs> I probably <laughs> didn't say everything that I wanted to say, but I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's Thank lovely. You. Yeah. Yeah. But shout out to them. Well, um, I think that like you said people warn that when you're feeling physically like ill or tired or run down or whatever um that's usually uh can be a bad time for mental health stuff to start rearing its ugly head yeah um and that is kind of my experience but I think that there's something in what you said about when you're so ill that you can't even, you don't even have a space to think about stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, that does seem to happen to me. And obviously, you know, that's a, a bit of a luxury that that happens to us because for some people, they probably have to contend with, you know, two horrible things yeah. at the same time. But I sometimes, like, I remember thinking, you know, when you've got a cold and yeah yeah you do know <laughs> bloody you just had one um and your nose is blocked and yeah. you suddenly become like so aware of how nice it is for your nose not to be blocked uh, because you're like sitting there thinking god uh, why is this happening to me i miss my clear nose i liked that uh, nose yeah well in yeah. a way in a way my anxiety is sometimes a bit like that so when it's happening all i'm thinking about is like god i want to feel normal and like yes jesus i wish that i could just um click my fingers and be back to normal and then when i'm feeling good like i almost it's like almost like a dream like i can't quite like I can remember obviously feeling bad and feeling anxious, but it feels like not quite real or something, or it feels. Ollie, that's what I've been doing the last two weeks is I've been thinking back to times where it has been, you know, I've not. It's been so unbearable mm-hmm. the for you know weeks and months on end, and I think how, what would how are you doing what you were doing around that how, like mm-hmm. how, I can't I can't comprehend it. Yeah. Now, I can't imagine, you know, how I did anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially, uh, you know, your, the stuff you were doing, pretty high stress level stuff. You're... But that, that's, yeah, that's part of it. It's like when I think about the, the uh, I'm trying to think of words, of the, like a way of saying not the hardest time, but the most intense time mm-hmm. that I can think about. You know, yeah. was literally this time last year, and it's the Brits and it's touring Australia and you know it's a yeah. flight every other day and I, d- I don't know how I did it. I, d- I, d- I <laughs> me I, neither, man. Ass- yeah, I assume that you hand over to autopilot and you get very good at smiling when there's a camera in front of you and you get I don't know I don't like I can't comprehend it. I can't get my head around it right now. I guess there's. Just the human body has some big reserves of strength that it can somehow access even when you don't know that you're... Even if you don't feel like you can or you don't... Maybe you don't think you're doing well or at least you think like, oh, I'm not um, making the best of this or um, everyone can tell I feel like this, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that is the case sometimes, but a lot of the time you can kind of you find some extra fumes to desperately 
get through think, whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. And then when you don't have stuff to do, sometimes, I mean, obviously it can be really relaxing and freeing, but it can also be when you're left alone with your asshole yeah. of a brain to <laughs> come tiptoeing and say, hey, yeah. it's hey, just it's me. you and me. It's me. Um, <laughs> I think there was an also, and I think people will be able to relate to this and if I use the example of me in interviews, which I think is exactly the same for me as interacting with friends and family, when people ask you how you are, you know, more often than not, it's easier not to get into how you actually are. Because mm -hmm. if, if if you answered honestly every time someone said, how are you? You, would, you know, it would be exhausting. You have to kind of pick who it is you can speak to and... You know, and rely on those people in your life, I think. Well, that... Um, uh, sorry. No, but instead of... If, if you know, if, if in that period of my life, every time, you know, someone stuck a camera and a microphone in my face and said, how are you? And I said, take a seat. This is what I'm like going through. Yeah. I wouldn't be... I wouldn't have work. People wouldn't ring me up. And so you have to pick who it is you're going to you well, know, rely guess, on in your life. Yeah, I mean, like... If Davina McCall or someone um, asked you how you're doing and you said, Davina, love, real bad, stuff's not going well, and she's sort of grinning and staring at the camera and, like, sort of nudging her head, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, and there's a producer in her ear going, shut him up, get get him to talk about the new uh, John Lewis Christmas advert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to go to the meme, quick, go to the meme, emergency <laughs> meme. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, uh, you said that this is the same for you as talking to, to friends, as or talking having a conversation in you know real life as it were. Mm. That reminds me of an email we got. I don't know if you just quickly before we get onto the email. Does that make sense of what I'm saying though? Of like you you pick your, you know, if if every time. I went to the pub and someone in that period of my life and someone asked me how I was and I divulged everything. I, I, you, you, I think I did the right thing by picking two or three people in my life, one, two or three people that I would turn to when I needed to talk to somebody. Yes. And I think uh, particularly because for me, at least, like sometimes I just want to have a normal life and yes. I want to have a normal conversation that isn't about me or mm -hmm. because I'm doing that with myself all the time um and obviously neither of us are saying that you shouldn't talk about this stuff at all but no. just not with every individual and that's why this email that we got kind of ties into this because I think that um it might what we're talking about now might be relevant um so Insert uh, email jingle here. Yeah, um, we should come up with something, George. If you send send me some sort of like um, you. Oh, can it be Tudor? Yeah, we can try do a Tudor, Tudor email. Tudor email. Okay. Yeah, and I'll, we can I'll get a little voice that out. says like, "Message for you, sire." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Or but, news but... from the east, sire. <laughs> 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 we can record a few and they can change each week. I right, love that. I do. Yeah, I love that. Okay, we'll do that. Um, okay. But this email, which is from Mike, thank you for emailing Mike. Um, he says, Thank you very much for starting this podcast. It's something I can relate to very strongly. I've never seeked out help myself. I'm 24 and male, but my best friend, also 24 and also male, suffers deep depression, and I've never been sure on how to check in with him. Um, so that interested me because it is a good question. How do you, like, for example, if you're at the pub with a friend and you, for whatever reason, think that they're having a tough time, mm. how do you kind of bring up that subject um, and... What you were just saying reminded me that I think one of the important things to remember is that like they might not want to talk about it at that time. 
Yeah. Um, and to not feel like too, you know, dissu- dissuaded or like put off if they just say they don't want to talk about it. Because I know that there's been times where I just, if I'm having a bad day, um, I don't necessarily want to get into why every time. That doesn't mean I never want to speak about it to someone. Uh, but I think just if if as a friend you say, you make it clear that when they want to talk about it, they can to you with no you know judgment or anything and that you'll listen. I think that just being quite gentle about it is a good way to go. Don't be like, you've got to talk to me, man. I'm yeah. I'm worried or I'm, you know, I think all that kind of stuff kind of uh, intensifies it. And like, because, you know, they're probably pretty worried too. So they don't need to hear it from you necessarily. And that doesn't mean you have to be big, strong, whatever. But just, just try to calmly say, you know, you're my friend. I care about you. And if and when you want to talk about this stuff, I'm here. You're not alone, blah, 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 that sort of thing. I think that if you're too heavy handed about it, it might make some 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 people might react to that by becoming more withdrawn or I, I and I'm just saying this because I can see that kind of thing in myself. So I think like it doesn't have to be, you know, the first time you say to them. Is there anything you want to talk about? Well, that's the thing. I don't know how you first... Well, I think that, like... So, firstly, from Mike's message, Mike's already, you know, a brilliant friend for this person to have because he's thinking about how, you know, how is it I can help him? Yeah. Um, And he also seems to be aware that his friend is suffering in some way. Yeah. Um, I think that if you're able to message them and exactly that of just a message of comfort and support, letting them know that you are there if, and when they want to talk to you. I think one thing that's worth saying about that is it's probably worth doing that every month or every few months, just so that you're not doing it every day. You're not on top of them, but Mm -hmm. it's a reminder that there's somebody in their corner. I think, you know, it's to receive that message is brilliant but as ollie was saying your friend might not necessarily want to act on that message there and then um but then in three weeks time four weeks time he'll think well that was a month ago he sent that i don't want to bother them or yes. you know whatever it is it's really I, easy to talk <clears throat> yourself out of out of talking and, and when you're feeling down or whatever it's uh, harder to remember that you do have people looking yeah. out for you. So, yeah, I think you're you're definitely right. There's also something that I, I think young, you know, well, men, in fact, not young, not old, um, and I'm sure everybody to an extent, but I see it in men, um, in our friends, is that it's there's this kind of conversation doesn't happen very often mm-hmm. um, in that nature, of that nature, sorry. And it it will often be kind of, two pints in or something and it's the it's the if that happens where a conversation happens when you're you've had a drink or two remember to follow it up a day or two later when you're not just to say you know otherwise you can form this habit of your friend drinks tells you they're in a bad place wakes up the next day feeling terrible and is doing nothing about it i think if the alcohol is like a catalyst I'm not suggesting that this isn't me saying that what you should be doing is going out and getting pissed to talk about things. But if you find that in a quiet moment over a pint together, that a conversation does start to happen, always try and follow it up another day when you're not drinking. Yes. Um, Especially because for me, I know that I've had times where I wake up the day after the kind of thing you're describing and I think like, oh, I bet they, you know, thought I was being weird by talking about that stuff or, you know, yeah. I shouldn't have 
put it on them. It was a burden. I'm, you know, whatever. And so to follow up and say, I know we, you know, we had this conversation, but just so you know, we can talk about it whenever you want to. And it's not a problem. Yeah. Can I, can I add one last thing as well, actually? I heard that, um, I can't remember who it was or where it was that I heard this, but again, I think it was in the context of men. Uh, in fact, I think it was in the context of father and son conversations, but I'm sure it will work for anybody listening. Hmm. And that is if you can put yourself in an uh, environment where eye contact is not an option, but conversation is. So apparently a lot of great conversations will happen in drives because one of you is driving and has to look at the road and the other is sat facing the other direction. The idea of you two ever looking in each other's eyes it would be a very dangerous situation, you know, in that, in you know... Um, While driving, yeah. So apparently a lot of good conversations can happen where mm. eye contact is not an option. And another example, which is far more uh, precarious, is canoeing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've got an example that is closer to home. What we're doing right now. Phone call. Phone call. So yeah. this is a... <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go and book out a canoe. To, yeah, I, I just want... I don't want anyone out there to think like, oh, that sounds brilliant, <laughs> but... Um, yeah. I, I live in a landlocked area. I don't have access to yeah. a canoe. So I guess I can never talk to my dad because I've yeah. ne- never been canoeing. I've never <laughs> been canoeing with my dad myself, so I'm not sure we've ever had a real conversation. Yeah, in years to come, like, I cut ties with my father ever since we couldn't canoe. <laughs> <laughs> but the phone call is absolutely... And I, I mean, some people prefer FaceTime, not me, but... Uh, or texts texts i i feel i feel more comfortable in those situations some people will be absolutely fine with the um you know doing this face to face but there's so many ways you can do it and also sending a text or whatever a message on whatever way asking a friend how they're doing it's not there's no pressure on them you know they can think about how they want to answer and take their time whereas you know if you're face to face and you it's a lot for them to explain succinctly so i think a a message where there's kind of no pressure to even respond or to talk about it just to say you know if you want we can talk about this um i think that's a good good way to go yeah and I would also just one like this is I think a really good email for us to have yes. received. So thank you, Mike. But I, I think one other thing is just you can tell somebody that you're there for them without ever having to say those words. So if if you just regularly just drop in, oh, I heard this record, thought you might yes. like it, or have you seen this new sitcom? Uh, that do you are just go little canoeing? things that yeah, do you want to go canoeing? Um, but just little things of you know questions that have nothing to do just so that they're interacting Definitely. with you and that's a good way of them knowing Definitely. that you're there and there, there, there's been times where um, uh we've been having some nonsense nonsense conversation on whatsapp um and never explicitly talking about well for, for me anyway if i've when i've been having a bad day or something but just doing that it feels like a huge amount of because I know that we could talk about it as well if I wanted to. Maybe that's slightly different, but just yes. just being able to talk about nonsense or you know music, whatever, um, all of that stuff is helpful. Knowing that there are people you can have a conversation with. So when we say phone a friend, you don't have to phone a friend and say, "Hey, are you depressed? What's up?" Um, yeah. but just talk, talk more. Um, yeah. Thank you very much, Mike. That was a, a very good email for yeah, us to get. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Um, and also we, we should say as well, don't feel obliged to do this at all, but if ever you want to do a follow up email, yes. um, that might be really, you know, beneficial for us to hear, you know, what has worked for you to then inspire yes, other people. Because we don't. Know have the answers we are not experts so 
we we're throwing something out. It's dialogue, mate. It's dialogue. So um, so dialogue with us, and j- yeah. I think maybe just to to close on this email might be nice. Um, last okay. week. This is me talking. This is not the email. Last week I talked about um, my ass and uh, you know how it was. Yeah. Okay, so we got an email from someone who has asked to remain anonymous for reasons that may become uh, apparent. Uh, and they said, "This is exciting." First off, thank you so much for doing this podcast because it's made me giggle so much. Because of how much I relate to the stories and things you've both been sharing. In solidarity with Ollie, I've been on sertraline, which, by the way, that's the antidepressant that I'm on. Me, Ollie, back to the email. For nearly three years now, and I find they work for me. And I have a little story that may also be helpful to some surrounding the name of episode two. Which, just as a reminder, is Liquid Assets. No way for you... So, when on holiday in Florida with my family back in the summer, I found myself having to visit the toilet a lot over the two weeks. I'm talking at least every hour, or after every ride we went on, I would need to go toilet. That had not been a thing since the first month of starting Sertraline. My mum did some googling after many arguments with my family about my constant need to go to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) And we found out that, don't quote me on the exact science behind it, but sertraline apparently does not handle heat and sunlight well, and excessive Ah. use of the toilet while in hot sunlight is a common thing. This quickly made everyone stop complaining and let me go toilet when I needed to without kicking up a fuss like before. I love the idea that they were kicking up a fuss. Are you kidding me? Again? Well, you're telling me you've started this medication and you you know you've got the trots. (laughs) As soon as I was back in the UK, I was completely fine again. I'm also going back to Florida in September, where it will hopefully be a bit cooler than it was in June. So fingers crossed for me and anyone else who finds themselves in the same situation. Hope you Aww. both have a great week, and I can't wait for the next episode. Um, thank you, Anonymous. Thank you very much, Anonymous. I love, I love that Anonymous is doing some like hands-on research by going back to the the place where it started yeah, just for, under uh, different conditions <laughs> to see... Just to compare how the temperature really does affect... And you're in a hot place I, as well. That's true, but... Uh, not recently. Not recently. Um, and I think Florida, Florida gets a, a lot hotter. But for anyone out there, um, that might be something to keep in mind. That might be a factor. Uh, Do you know that um, a lot of... Sorry, if that is a complete tangent where I was going... Thank you very much for that email. Thank you, Anonymous. That has really made me chuckle. Oh, um, and we should and look, say... it's good to know that, you know, there's people out there going through the same things. Yeah. Uh, solidarity. Finally, my uh, our ass is bringing people together. Usually it causes bitter division, but for once, <laughs> it's bringing people across the world together. And so I guess all I'd say is, you're welcome. And finally, we should... Oh, we should say... You, you are going to go on a tangent, but before you go on a, on a tangent, if anyone listening to this wants to send in an email, what's, what's that email again, George? It's contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. That's contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. And please, yeah. if you want to stay anonymous like the last person, just say so in the email. Um, what's your tangent, George? Sorry, it's a real tangent, but I was just thinking about you were saying Barcelona wasn't as hot as Florida, and then I remembered that I did a bike tour of Barcelona once, where this tour guide took a load, me and a load of tourists around on a push bike, <laughs> and um, he told me that the beach is on loan, and the sand what? is from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was more of a fishing port, Barcelona Beach, and then the, they've got something like 8,000 palm trees on loan from California and Florida, and the sand is from... What? Brazil, yeah, yeah. Is this guy off his face? No, it's true. It's real. The beach is on loan. Well, yeah. So at some some point they're going to take the beach back. Well, that's the part of the chuckle of the tour. Like, (laughs) I don't know how you, you know, get this back. (laughs) But it was like, (laughs) 
Yes, it is genuinely on a very long lease. Okay, I'm going to do some research into this. I think this guy... Yeah, get back to me next week. I think this guy might have been off his face uh, on some of that Poor sweet, sweet sangria. Um, I'm going to go down the beach tomorrow and I'm going to ask everyone... <laughs> Oi, do you know, is this on loan? Picking up the Take sand. a metal detector. Oh, that's your sort of dream, isn't it? I can imagine. I you... took a metal detector out on Friday, mate. Really? Took yeah, I took my metal detector out on Friday in the woods, and um, I hit this sweet spot. It was going. <laughs> 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 and it yeah, then I started give me one. <laughs> Um, genuinely, it was going crazy, and um, I was with some mates, and we had this little, like, what's it called, like a tiny shovel, like a trail, is it called? A, tr- a trough? A trowel. 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 Um, okay. And uh, we started digging, 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 it kept beeping, kept beeping, and then one of my friends realised that there was a loose connection, and if you tapped the bottom <laughs> of the metal detector, it beeped wherever it was, so, so you... like, you could do it on your head, and it was going, <laughs> so you guys thought you'd come across a sort of... Cache of... I thought I found Roman gold. Wait, right. I thought I found Roman bullions. I didn't realise that these these investments of yours had gone that badly that you're out with a metal detector trying to sell bottle caps back to the council dump. I didn't realise you know it had gone to that. Do you know what I'm doing, Ollie? What man? When I when something kind of catches my imagination or I'm inquisitive about something, I just see what it's like and see if it's fun and. I just thought metal detecting could be really fun. And if you can deal with the embarrassment of walking around with a metal detector... Hey, then listen. Yeah. i got no problem with people who detect metal as a hobby. Um, I just... It's not necessarily something I saw you getting into in the near future, but I'm, I support you all the way. It, it, it ties in with the whole history thing. Like, imagine unearthing... Uh, and remember that where we are in the north of would have been a Roman road to London. Uh, in the oh, in the north of yeah, oh, I see, yes, uh, of London. Yes. So I want to land on something, and I, I I don't want it for riches or fame. I just want to hand it to a museum and be like, look at this. But let's be honest. If you if you unearthed okay, like a doubloon, um, a doubloon from ancient times. Uh, yeah. And. You took it to some, like, a character, you know, like a character in a film who would have a little shop that's down an alleyway somewhere. Oh, but, George, come in, son. Yes. Come in. What have you found for me this time? Yes. And you go in and he's got, like, one of those little, uh, like, telescope things that you look at jewels with. And he peers yeah. it and he's like, my boy. He says, my word, have a look at this, George. George, you have unearthed a doubloon unlike any I've ever seen before. And he And then he clutches his chest and I go, Rupert, Rupert, where are you going? <laughs> and then everything goes blurry. <laughs> and we travel back in time. And we're in medieval England. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a medieval portal. So you, oh, and also you can jump back and forth. From yes. medieval times to so when you're you, when you get ill when you get a cold you just jump back have a lem back here. have a lem sip or you don't have to have a fucking yes. ass bong. Yes, that is fucking sick. Now okay, I, I could be like, oh no, I'm on a I'm on. It pitched me on a dusty trail and then some highwayman come out and go, good sir, <laughs> step outside of your car please. And I go, oh, and I reach for my doubloon. Oh. Rupert, Rupert, hold on to this. And he clutches his chest. <laughs> okay well um i'm gonna say that by next week hopefully that will have happened and you'll come to the podcast with tales from medieval england oh my word okay and how do you feel about the um email kind of jingle being medieval does it belittle if we're going into like sensitive subjects it does it belittle people's messages i think um, hmm. No. No, I think it's all in the uh, the spirit of of fun. That doesn't mean and we're nice... making fun of the thing that people are saying, but um, it will make me excited every week without fail. And if I, when I listen back and if I hear like, dum, da, da, dum, da, 
And then it goes, news from the east, sire. <laughs> well, also, it gives me something to do tonight, which is try and compose some medieval yeah. music. So, George, if you could send me some like voice memos of just some little ideas like that, like... <laughs> Okay, probably about time that we say farewell to the listener. Yeah, let's do a nice clean farewell. Okay, thank you very much for speaking to me today, George. It's been absolutely lovely. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yes. And, and George, I'll give you a ring next week. Next week. Okay, speak to you then. Bye. Bye.